Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. If you're struggling in your marriage, or maybe you're wondering if it's even salvageable before you give up or before you let things get too hard, let us come alongside you and help you solidify your marriage. We offer biblical encouragement and insight to help you strengthen your marriage. Hey, welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage. Today we're talking about ways to walk in biblical unity. And we have four different areas in which if you and your spouse are both doing these, it is going to foster a biblical unity in your marriage and it'll make your marriage so much stronger. And these concepts come straight out of scripture. It's Ephesians chapter four. So I wanted to share with you the first couple of verses, just so you know where we're getting these concepts. These are God's ideas. And we know that he's faithful to help us walk through them. Uh, God's word says, therefore, I, the prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you've received with all humility, gentleness, patience, accepting one another in love, diligently keeping the unity of the spirit with the peace that binds us. And so as we look at how God wants us to diligently keep unity and keep in in the peace of the spirit, we get to see some things that we're supposed to do. So we're going to start by looking at the first of the four, humility. And so as we look at humility, we, we... It's easy for us to recognize when humility is absent, but it's harder for us to be able to acknowledge what it is that could allow our humility to increase for us to be better at it. I think, you know, here here again, we're back at um, the concept of the posture of humility in marriage. And we talked about it last week and we talked about it the week before um, in our interview with Rick and Nora Tatina. And... We believe that it is really just that important to understand that when you have a posture of humility in marriage, you're able to think of your spouse as more important than yourself, but it won't foster the kind of unity that God intends for us to have in marriage unless both of the spouses, both you and your spouse, have committed to finding that type of unity and thinking about treating your spouse as better as more important than yourself. Right. And as we look at treating your spouse as more important than yourself, there's a couple of questions that will help you um, do a self check so that you can take any, um, any areas where you're struggling to the Lord in prayer. Here's a, here's a question about humility. Are you willing to submit your own desires to God's purposes. Now, when we start thinking about that, if I'm thinking about you know my relationship with my wife and there's things that I'd like to see be done, there's ways that I would like to see things be done, I have to ask myself, am I truly willing to submit my desires to God's purpose? Because God does have a purpose for your marriage. God has a purpose for your spouse, but he has a purpose for you as a couple. And so, um, you know, it's one of those things where our heads immediately say, of course, I'm willing to submit to God's purpose. But we have to do a self-check and say, am I really or am I struggling with humility because I want things done my way? Yeah, there's always a there's always something that is is going to be given up. Like there's always a Mm -hmm. sacrifice when you say, okay, I'm going to submit myself to the Lord's ways in, in any relationship. I mean, this isn't like right. this concept doesn't just 
apply to a marriage relationship, but no. this concept applies to a working relationship or friendship or, you know, any type of relationship that we're in. But there's always sacrifices that are made in that relationship in order to say, okay, I'm willing to submit myself to what God has and God's vision for uh, that relationship. And one of the other ways you can check to see if you are, are humble, the way that we know God wants us to be, um, are you willing to serve your mate? You know, we've already talked about considering others more important than yourself. Are you willing to serve your mate considering them completely the focus, more important than yourself? And the way you can check, um, we all need to be able to receive um, honor when honors due. And God even tells us to give honor, outdo each other giving honor. Um, but we need somebody to, to you know, give honor when it's due. We need to know that somebody appreciates what we do. And we can go too far and let that uh, cut into the humility we ought to have. And here's a good way to check. Are you willing to serve your spouse, really serve your spouse? And the way you can tell is to ask God to show you how you react when people treat you like a servant. Because if you struggle when you're treated like a servant, are you going to be willing to serve the way you ought to? Now, please don't misunderstand. That doesn't mean that your spouse is going to treat you that way. But when you ask God to show you how you react when others treat you that way, you can get a look into your own heart to see if you have been uh, putting up walls or barriers, protection mechanisms in other places that keep you from serving because you don't like the way people treat you when you do. Because that could carry over into not serving your spouse the way you ought to. And the flip side of that coin too is that when um, when you're in a relationship that is out of balance yeah. and somebody is one spouse or another is lording that mm -hmm. um, or demanding that uh, humility from you, that's not a place where unity can grow. That's not a place where love can grow. And um, that's not the type of relationship that we're talking about. Like that borders on abuse. Yes. And so, and, and I don't, I would never condone staying in an abusive relationship. So let's just be clear right there. Right. And so just to make sure everybody understands, humility is something that is given. It's a gift. It's yes. not taken. So somebody cannot take humility. Uh, it's something that you give. Now, the second thing uh, kind of feeds right into that concept. The second thing that we saw in this scripture is that we are to uh, treat our spouse with gentleness. We're to treat each other with gentleness, to have gentleness. And um, it doesn't just mean that my strength is under control, although that's part of it, because some of you are really great at being able to uh, to negotiate or even argue a point, you're good at it, and you know that that's a strength in your life. Having that under control does show gentleness. Some of you are you know, physically capable of doing great things. Having that under control is gentleness. But one of the questions for us to look at with gentleness comes down to um, emotionally as well. Um, are you argumentative? Or do you approach disagreements with gentleness? Because um, often when we think we're right or when we know we're right, uh, we can spend so much time trying to win that we completely ignore the gentleness that God's called us to. And it will divide you as husband and wife. God wants to bring you together in unity instead. Yeah, the only place that you should be competing, it, it, it's never to win an argument right. or to win even a one-up in a conversation, which is right. much more subtle than trying to win an argument. You know, the 
in our previous episode, we talked about being the first one to run to the cross. Yes. And that's really the place where you should be competing against each other is like, am I, I'm going to be the first one to run to the cross. Mm-hmm. And you know, your spouse say, no, I'm going to be the first one to run to the cross. So then you both end up running to the cross. And, and that would be a good thing. Yes, yes, that would be a good thing. But seeking God's wisdom and God's unity yeah. um, in that when there's a disagreement or yeah. you're feeling like you don't have that gentleness. Mm-hmm. Now, how, like, it, for a wife, a lot of times how that gentleness or lack of gentleness comes out mm-hmm. um, is when there, you know, that there's that feeling of, oh, I have to fix my spouse. Like mm-hmm. this isn't how his mama should not have taught him how to do it this way because this is not the right way <laughs> to do it. You know, there's all those things that when you come into a relationship, you're carrying a lot of those things coming in mm-hmm. that don't, you have to work at meshing those things together. Um, but if there is a lack of understanding of working on those things together, you know, then there could be a, a argument over, well, it's not done that way, right. or, uh, you know, this isn't how you do it, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And then that lack of gentleness isn't in that situation, and it becomes an argument or a fight over something that is so inconsequential, right. you know, like putting the toilet seat down. And we just had this discussion the other day about putting the toilet seat down, right? Mm-hmm. Which he does all the time. Like, I, that is not a, a place that we have ever disagreed. He always puts the toilet seat down. And I just thought his mother taught him how to do that because that was out of respect, you know. No, he didn't start putting the toilet seat down until we got married. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was like, oh, you did that for me? <laughs> and so... Uh, one of the things to make sure you understand is gentleness does not mean that you roll over in any way. Gentleness is not weakness. weakness. Uh, gentleness, you you stand firm on what you believe. It's just the approach with which you share it. Mm-hmm. It's it's all of that power and all of that strength under control. And if, if that strength and that power isn't under control, it becomes abrasive. Now, one of the ways you can have a heart check, this is, this is a good way to check your heart about, am, am I gentle the way I should be? Um, what is your first unfiltered reaction when your mate wrongs you? How's it come out? Because you can, you can really ask God, show me my heart if I'm being gentle or not. I mean, do you respond in anger? Do you respond with, you know, uh, being combative? Do, what is my first unfiltered response when my mate wrongs me? It's a good place to check your heart to see if you're gentle. Now, it's also going to lead us to the third one, the third uh, thing on our biblical list of what we know we should do to bring unity uh, is to exhibit patience. Patience is one of those things that is so elusive. it's, It's something that we all want, and it's something that we can all struggle with. So this is something that at one point or another in your life, you have struggled with this idea. I think I would define patience as... Am I in it for the long haul? You know, and whether it's a conversation that you're having, you know, am I in it in that conversation and willing to work through that conversation until there is a solution on the table? You know, or am I not patient and it has to be done right then and it has to be, you know, generally my way or, you know, or whatever. But the definition for me, like my working definition of patience is am I in it for the long haul? And, and one of the things that you can do as you, as you start to really ask, am I struggling with patience? We all know this is something that we need 
every day, regardless of whether we've had it today or not. But the question that you can ask to do a, a check and ask God to show you is, am I really willing to wait for the moving of God's spirit in the work of, in, as he works in the life of my spouse? In other words, do I want the things that we don't have unity right now to be fixed immediately? Do I want the the things that my spouse has acknowledged she wants to work on, do I want to see the, the finished product right now? Or am I really truly willing in faith to trust God and to wait on God as he does his work in her life through the moving of his Holy Spirit? And I think, you know, the same can be said for mm -hmm. wives. Yep. You know, are we willing to wait on the moving of the Holy Spirit? And a lot of times it's it's, we don't even get to the point that we have asked ourselves, are we willing to wait? We haven't even, we haven't even said, Lord, I need to see the moving of, right. because when you pray that the, for the Lord to show you what he's doing, mm -hmm. he will show you what he's doing, like that he's moving. He might not show you what he's doing, but he will show you that he is at work, you know? And then there's that um, element of faith, knowing that he is at work regardless of whether we see it or not. You know? <laughs> right. And then step number four is accepting one another in love. Now that should be something that as a married couple is easy for us, right? We love each other. Of course we love each other. It's what brought us together in the first place. Um, but what does it really mean to accept one another in love? And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different definitions of love, and I would strongly encourage you to go back through 1 Corinthians 13, look at what God says love looks like. It includes the things that are on this list, by the way. And there's many other things that also will help you build unity that will also demonstrate what accepting one another in love looks like. But here's a question that's a little bit of a self-check to see if you're accepting your spouse in love the way you, you should. Um, am I truly okay with the things that my spouse and I do differently? Or do I insist on things being done the way that I would do them? Because, you know, we all know, and if you haven't found this out in your relationship yet, you will. Um, there are places where you and your spouse are, are just wired differently. You do things differently. One of you may... Uh, pre-rinse pre the dishes before you do them because it's just so much easier for you and the other one has to do it right now as soon as we're done eating. Something as simple as that. It could be the way that you do your morning routine. It could be something even as inconsequential as the, the direction you move your toothbrush when you brush your teeth. We're different. And those little things, while we laugh at them now, can can make us struggle and we don't even know why we're frustrated but god's told us to accept one another in love and so am i really willing to accept the places where my spouse and i are different and trust god to give us unity anyway i don't have anything to add to that <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good that'll preach it, it will and, and so you know one of the things of course uh to a second check on your heart when it comes to accepting one another in love is am i insistent that things get done my way um, you know, we, in, in the interview just a couple of weeks ago, one of the things that really jumped out to me that, that Rick and Nora Tatina shared, I really, really, really loved was the concept of, of having two green lights. And, um, one of the obstacles to both spouses being in agreement and being able to move forward in unity is if one person wants something that the other isn't yet sure of and insisting that it be done your way. And, and God tells us instead to accept one another in love. Yeah. And I think that also speaks to patience 
and humility. Like that speaks to all of these things that we've talked about today. And mind you, this isn't an exhaustive list. Nope. And so this was just four things that yep. that um, we felt like the Lord leading us that, that are four very important things to build unity in your life when you and your spouse are both walking in them. Yes. Um, it's not unity mm-hmm. when one or the other spouse is walking, is choosing to do this God's way and the other one is not. It's not going to build a unity right. at that point. But right. just because your spouse isn't doing it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Of right. course you oh, should. Yes. We want to encourage both of you to be mm-hmm. looking to to practice humility and gentleness and patience and accepting one another in love. Yeah, absolutely. And those were our four points for the day. And so even though there are many other things, we know that since this is God's word, that if you will uh, truly seek to do these things, that they will be a blessing. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you for joining us today. And we pray for you that God will solidify your marriage.